Good morning. Welcome back to the More You Grow podcast. This podcast is a mental health podcast surrounding social media wellness and how we feel when we are online. My name is Sarah Beth Ramsey. I am the host of this podcast. If it's your first time, thanks so much for being here today. Then buckle up because we're going to be talking about keyboard warriors. Now, I'm going to be completely real with you guys. This episode is going out this morning. It is 6 a.m. and I'm recording it yesterday and the day before. Actually, this week has just been a little bit of a tough week on my end. Um, There's been a couple little things that have come up with my move that have been uh, extremely stressful. I think I started bragging a little too quickly (laughs) about how easy everything was going. And yesterday I actually ended up taking a mental health day. I've never really called it that before when I've taken off work it's usually like I just need a day or um, maybe I'm not feeling well or I just need a day to catch up but I I actually said the words mental health day yesterday and so I did that for myself Um, of course I did do a few things that I had to do but for the most part I laid around all day I'm gonna be honest Um, it was a hot day here in Maryland and You know, I read this meme yesterday and it said, there's two kinds of exhausted, one where you're, you know, very tired and the other one where you just need some peace. And that's where I was yesterday. So this episode was supposed to go out yesterday and I changed it to going out today because I thought, you know, yesterday I would feel really motivated or something (laughs) by the end of the day and I would record it and I didn't. And so I woke up this morning and felt rejuvenated for sure. I woke up at around 5.30, which is pretty normal for me, 5.30 or 6. I'm definitely a morning person. And I just thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to record it this morning because it's something that I have been thinking about a lot. It's something I've been reading about a lot. And it's something, of course, that I've experienced personally I just feel there's so much more of this keyboard warrior activity uh, happening lately. I will, I'll talk to you a little bit about how I've experienced it personally, how I've, what I've been seeing online, what I've been seeing um, with other like big names in the social media industry and what I've been watching them go through, what the world honestly has been watching them go through. It's... It's just super, it's interesting to me, it's scary to me. Um, I have some young nieces, nephews, family members that are either online right now or will be eventually. And just some of the things that I, you know, see, hear about with other uh, kids their age is just very scary to me. So I like to keep at the forefront of what's going on with this stuff. Um, but the, you know, the first thing, the first thing I want to talk about, I talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs a lot because I just, to me, I'm an information person. I need to know. I'm very introspective. I want to know why I feel the way that I feel. And I do a lot of research around that a lot. Um, whether it's through going to therapy or doing it on my own and reading a lot of self-help books just to figure out what's going on with me. I also like to read into like why other people act the way they do and why maybe they just said something. 
I like to be able to understand that. Um, if you were to like kind of psychologically break me down, I don't know if it's like I want more control in a situation, but for me, it's just like, I just want to understand it. And that helps me get through it, especially if it's something tough. I don't know if you guys are the same when it comes to that, but that's how I understand the world. And I do a lot of research around that. And one of the things that helps me is Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So that was kind of the first thing I revisited when I started looking into this, because one of the big things under the psychological needs, and I have the diagram in front of me right now, is belongingness, friendships, um, you know, and, and one of the other things that I think is relevant and important here is esteem needs, prestige, feeling of accomplishment. So, you know, the reason, sometimes the reasons that we post our accomplishments online, like we just, we have, we want that feeling of accomplishment and we want to share it with others. And, you know, the belongingness and love needs, you know, that can get impacted by these comments that we start seeing online, which, you know, then it starts impacting how we feel psychologically. And that's like around Robin, right? Like it, it makes sense why these comments would bother us. So if you're sitting here and you're like, these comments shouldn't bother me. And I think this is something that a lot of us do. These comments shouldn't bother me. It's a random stranger on the internet. Why is it bothering me? You know, um, because it, it, it's attacking your sense of belongingness and you want to belong and you want people, we want to be liked. Not that's an instinct, you know, like we want to be liked. That's something that really matters to us, no matter, you know, whether we try to pretend it doesn't or not. The key is, and what I've been thinking about is, okay, if we are supposed to, if we want to feel like we belong, but we also want to stand up for ourselves, you know, um, we want to be treated right and we shouldn't just act in a people-pleasing way, right? This is also me talking to myself. I don't want to be a people-pleaser just so I belong. And I've been thinking about that a lot. The key is finding people where you can be yourself and you don't have to be a people pleaser and they're not you know just trying to be friends with you because they want something or they're real friends and the key is finding that group of people where you can just be you and then you you really will feel like you belong because if you're being one way on the internet or you know even in in real life if you're being one way offline that's not the real you you're actually never going to feel like you belong um and that's really tough because you might think people like you right that's kind of the other side of the coin you feel like you belong because people like who you're perceiving to be but you're not really that person and so that needs never going to really be fulfilled that's something to keep in mind here too because i think when those comments start rolling in and you're being your authentic self online it's not going to bother you uh, as much, as much, I'm not going to say it's not going to bother you, but it's not going to bother you as much because you know you're being the real you as if you were putting on a different persona online. That's really going to, I feel like that would trigger you a lot more. Um, so that's just a side note there. But anyway, starting with the hierarchy of needs, understanding why these comments bother us and knowing that there's nothing wrong with us that these comments are bothering us so don't beat yourself up about that because i've spent a lot of time thinking how could i let this bother me and you know that's why now moving forward we don't want it to bother us right so the way that i deal with that and the way i'm going to share it with you 
is, okay, why do these comments happen? So I've been looking into that too. So there's something called the online dishibition effect. Okay, so basically that is, and there's a bunch of scholarly articles written about this, but basically that is when you just are inhibited when you're online because you feel like there's nobody in front of you. So you feel like you can say these things online because nobody can kind of get you or, you know, um, you can become anonymous if you want. So you could even, a lot of these, if you notice a lot of these comments, they're bots or they're people that have private accounts or, you know, they're anonymous and you can kind of just get away with it because you can say whatever you want and nobody knows who you are, or maybe they do know who you are, but you feel like you're not face to face. There's something to be said with, you know, being face to face with a person versus even like there have been different studies that have shown that we act completely differently when we're face to face or even on FaceTime than we do when we're just on the phone and we can't see somebody's face. And I just find that so interesting, but then take that even a step back further and you're behind a computer screen, right? So you, you literally have no real contact with them. And I've been reading some of like the online forums, like why do you feel, you know, people ask like, why are people saying these mean things? And some people say like online life isn't real life. They really view it as not real life. And so they feel that they can, you know, get away with saying these things that we never would say to somebody face to face because it's not real. But if they were to say it offline, they say they'd be really mad with the person. So I say this a lot on my personal social media, but I think we forget that there's a person behind the screen. So it's like, how can we remind ourselves of that? You know, thinking, is this a comment that I would want to see? It's also been, you know, proven that the internet likes to stir up drama, right? That is the thing that keeps the algorithm going is the drama. If there is a piece of information or if there's an article that is more likely to get more comments, you know, clickbait, things like this, we know that that exists. We know that that is very popular, but even if there's uh, a media article that is going to definitely get more interaction, that always hits the top of the of your forum, your newsfeed online, because they know, the algorithm knows that this is going to get more interaction because it's it's there to make you kind of feel something, whether it's angry, frustrated, disturbed, like whatever that emotion might be, it is going to get you feeling <clears throat> that way. And so that's shown first. And that's why I kind of asked the question on the social media post on my page this week, you know, is social media making things more divisive? My answer is yes. But here's the thing. For me, it's been crucial to clean up my newsfeed. And by that, I mean who I'm following. So I don't follow, I won't follow like news channels, for example, because it's just second after second bombardment of these types of article headlines and, you know, over and over again. And it just gets to you after a while. So I don't follow like any news outlets like that. If something is super serious, somebody's going to tell me about it. Either it's going to show up in my newsfeed, somebody's talking about it. Or my mom's going to tell me that she saw it on the news or I might 
you know, catch a drift of it in my Google, um, my Google like updates that they give me every day, you know, something like that, but I'm not going to follow it all the time. I don't need to see it every five seconds. Like it's just not a thing. Um, I also won't follow things that are divisive, things that come up that are very divisive, um, that people are posting. So if somebody is posting a lot of, uh, com- content that's very political or something like that, like I'm probably not going to follow them all of the time. It, it depends on what it is, but for the most part, I just don't need it in my face all of the time. Now, with that said, I like to keep in touch and keep, um, abreast of like what, is happening in the world and I do do that I think that's important to do that but again it's it's not about that it's about seeing it every second that I'm online right that just has an effect on us so that is a big thing for me is like cleaning up the news feed cleaning up that information not having that in my face all of the time so that's one of the things Uh, you know, the other stuff that I wanted to kind of discuss with you guys, one of my, one of the biggest things that I have done in the past is read comments online. So like if there's an article, I'm guilty of this. If there's an article online and, uh, I think it's an interesting article, I'm going to go to the comments and read what people have to say. I think a lot of us do that. It's something that I'm trying not to do anymore. Because there's just, no matter what you go to right now, there's so many hateful comments. A lot of the TikTok influencers, influencers um, that I see online, a lot of the people from the Olympics were saying that they might delete their Twitter, that it negatively impacted how their headspace was before their performance. Um, And it has a real effect on us. It can get to us because you know whenever you have those 20 positive comments, but you have that one negative comment, our brains are wired to focus on that one as, you know, a a result of how our brains developed over the years, that fight or flight response, like we feel like we're under attack with that negative comment. And so we just dwell on it as a safety. It's supposed to be safety, but we don't need that anymore. And you can read all about like fight or flight and, and that safety mechanism that our brain has for us. But that's kind of what happens is we dwell on that comment because it's supposed to protect us to think about it, but it doesn't anymore. We don't need that. There's not like a lot of the stuff I read says, you know, it would protect us in the past if we felt in danger from something killing us like a lion or something, but there's no lions out here right now. So like we don't need that mechanism in our brain, but it's still there. And so it can get to you and it can, you know, kind of drive you nuts like when you're thinking about it and a lot of these olympians are saying especially the gymnastics girls are saying that i'm sorry women are saying that they might delete their accounts and other uh influencers have come out and said like it's not as fun anymore people are constantly finding something wrong with them or hating them these kids some of them saying this are like 16 and 17 and I'm not even going to go down the whole rabbit hole of like why they're famous and things like that because that's a whole other discussion. But that's kind of what these comments are surrounded or surrounding that that kind of notion. And people just constantly try to find something wrong with them because of it. And 
a lot of them I've seen, they'll, they'll get off of their social accounts for weeks because they don't want to post anything and they don't want to get backlash and things like that. So they won't post anything for weeks. And the people that really want to see their content, you know, are, are sad because they want to see things coming from them, but they just know. And so they have to take a break for a little while or I'm seeing it more and more. I've talked about this too, people saying they need a break that um, and they'll come back after a few days. I just needed a break from social media. It bothers me that we have this online life that should be fun that we feel we need breaks from. There's something wrong there if you feel like you need a break. And I'm not saying it's wrong to feel like you need a break. We definitely all need a break. I try to take one once a week, you know, offline Sundays. Um, and I've been getting back into that. I, I stopped for a few weeks and I felt it. And so I've been doing that again. And, you know, that's always my thing that I say, if you're feeling burnt out online to take a full day offline, if you can, if you can't half a day, even just an hour, we are constantly picking up our phones all day long and so whatever break you can take there is helpful but you know you see it and you see these hateful comments and so anyway I got sucked into reading these comments a few times and it just made me feel terrible afterwards and I've talked on the phone to friends and one time one of my good friends actually said to me like hold on I have to respond to this lady on on Facebook that wrote this comment and I was like well why do you have to respond she's like because she said this thing it's so you know crazy and it's like then we get in these, she couldn't, she, my friend literally couldn't talk to me <laughs> until she had disputed with this lady online. And, you know, we spend a lot of our time and our energy doing things like that. And because we feel like we need to do that um, in this online space, because the online space gets us all riled up and makes us want to do that. Like, they have so much psychological control of us. I just find it so disturbing. And, and, but I've, I mean, I've done the same thing and that is just like red flag to me, you know, psychologically it's, it's getting us sucked into it. Uh, so there's been two occasions where that's happened to me. Um, one was we did an activity. I don't want to throw out what it was or anything, but we did an activity and it ended up being on TV. And if you know me, you probably know what I'm, I'm hinting at here. Um, we were on TV about it. There was, you know, some articles written about it. Some of the articles led uh, to a discussion on purpose that was negative just by the headline. So I, I read the comments on that too. And same thing, these people are going to get, you know, XYZ disease because they did this. They're going to die. They're going to blah, blah, blah. And it really, really upset me because I can't understand why people, it almost felt like they were wishing that we would die because we did this activity. Like that is what it felt like to me. And it was the second time that I'd been online and people were saying like, we were going to die and laughing about it. And I just could not come to grips with that. Um, why people think it's funny to say that other people are going to die and, or, or get or contract some kind of crazy disease, you know, or something like that. It, it really, really got to me psychologically. And, and I think when we forget that people are behind these screens and we just don't care and, 
maybe those people that are saying all these things, maybe they're hurting, maybe they're going through something and they just want to project, you know, hurt on other people. Could be a situation like that. But either way, so hurtful and harmful. And I mean, it's also a local business that was part of this that is also being harmed by these comments that feels like now they need to justify themselves when they shouldn't have to. And if people, you know, did the research behind what we did and there's plenty of it, they would have seen that it was okay. And, or at least formed an educational opinion, but saying that people are going to die, mm, it was awful. So yeah, so that bothered me, but I say all of this to say, you know, I think these are some of the reasons that these things are being said online. I think, you know, feeling disinhibited, (laughs) that's a tough one to say, you know, that's a big part of it. I think, you know, I've seen people say stuff online and then talk to them in real life. It doesn't match up. I can't speak to what's going on in their personal lives there, but I just think something to remember. I've seen how much social media can drive what happens offline, and I just think that's something we need to remember, but I also think that the media giants like Facebook, Instagram, I think that they should all be held accountable because they are driving this machine of impacting us psychologically and to say that they don't have any fault in this situation I think would be wrong so anyway what I want to talk about now is how we can be a little bit more kind online leaving kinder comments if you don't agree with something or don't know a lot about it don't comment Um, you know at least have some kind of educational (laughs) educational kind of you know information before you start speculating you know, the speculation of different things, these conspiracy theories, they're all started by, you know, people who, oh my gosh, just want to cause trouble sometimes. So I've been reading about the, uh, now I haven't researched this enough, but this is going to be a different podcast episode. So I just want to say that I've started reading a little bit about we possibly, allegedly, can get down to the bottom of what's been going on online. This misinformation that's being spread is being spread by 12 people. That is allegedly what's been going on. The power that you have online, that you can only have 12 people and all of this misinformation is being spread, you know, there's a lot of confirmation bias, so all it takes is one person to read online something that they agrees with their agenda in their head, and then they share it, and that happens with a lot of people, and they don't look into it. They don't see if the facts are correct. They just think, oh, I knew it, and then they share it. <laughs> Be careful with that. But anyway, as far as the comments, you know, remembering that there's a person behind the screen and here's, here's my biggest thing, okay? Here's my mantra right now. We get out of life whatever we put into it. So if we go out into the world and we're super positive and we're being kind to people, they're going to be kind back to us, okay? I believe the same thing about the internet. We get out of the internet whatever we put into it. So if we're sharing positivity and kindness, we get back 
positivity and kindness. Now, of course, there are going to be those people who are still going to come at you or still leave a negative comment. But I have seen these negative comments handled in such a way where if it if you it's if you respond in a way where it's not affecting you even though I know it is or if you say hey this is really affecting me and you're super honest about it those are the things where I think you'll get more support back versus trying to be negative or fight online these people that are fighting online they're probably I can't speak because I'm not them but they're probably getting a lot of hate back and that's fueling their fire even more. And the more that you stay in this kind of negative space online where you're sharing negative things and you're in this negative space, like you're going to get a lot of negativity back to you. I'm not saying don't stand up for the things you believe in because I think that's extremely important, but it's the way that you go about that. And you can gain a lot of support from people just by sharing kindness online and being a kind person versus trying to stir up a lot of trouble online. And, you know, staying in that space is tough. It's really, really tough. So just, that's my mantra right now is, and, and even for me, it's sharing little things that might be negative about my day. Like if, for example, this is what I'm trying to talk about. If I get online and I, you know, talk about traffic or, I used to do this, traffic or something that bothered me today or, it just gets me in a negative headspace when I could share something super positive that I'm grateful for today and then more people might share what they're grateful for and then you leave feeling positive versus venting online can leave you feeling really negative because maybe then a lot of other people say oh that happened to me too and then they get in a negative headspace and then they start feeling negative and sharing negative things do you see we can impact the way others feel online in positive or negative ways and I'm just saying the more positive things that we can put out there, positive, authentic, real things that we can put out there that uplift other people, it spreads. So this was one of my longer episodes for sure. Uh, I hope that you found it helpful. I like to keep these relatively short because I pack, I feel like I pack a lot of info in there. Sometimes these are heavier than others, and I just want to make sure that um, that these are useful for everybody, and I hope this helped. Next week, we'll have a brand new episode again. Thank you for your patience with this episode. I really appreciate it so much, and I will talk to you guys next week. Have a great one.